BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services in partnership with OCR Bunny and OCR Strong. Here we discuss all things OCR and fitness related. Welcome to BeastNet. So it's nice to have a nice relaxing sit down and talk with Megan. <laughs> oh, well, I'm happy that I can offer you that. <laughs> yeah. So... So I guess we'll just jump right into this. Like we always do. I'm gonna, I even at least said your name though in the first couple of minutes. So yes, there was that. Yay. We kind of sort of intro. I think there's been like three or four episodes where we went through the entire episode and I never once said your name. Yeah. <laughs> like whatever. So, Everyone knows who you are. You know, we have such great conversations that like the little things just kind of. Yes. Yes. You know, yeah. are out of our mind. They are. They are. So how have you been since the last time we talked? I've been exhausted. Yeah. In a good way, I suppose. That's good. I mean, since the last time we talked, I ran Tough Mudder Infinity. And then I went right into my build because I'm running Toughest Minnesota next weekend. That's and then, you know, life and everything else. And like training has been high. I think I hit like that mid-season slump kind of thing where I'm just exhausted all the time. I I'm on, you know multiple months of a hundred mile months and I'm feeling good about my running, but I just want to sleep all the time. And I'm really trying to make sure my nutrition is on point, my hydration, my rest, and just, you know, work is really busy. So I'm, you know, in that mode where there's not enough hours in the day and I'm trying to let my body catch up. But finally, I think I've turned the corner from that and I'm feeling a lot better, seeing a lot better results like on my runs. So hopefully I will peak just in time for toughest. Hopefully that'll be good. I know that's what, that's what my thing is just with everything else in my life, I've been trying to make sure I still get in the, the exercise, trying to eat correctly. This last week has been a, a horrible because I spent the entire week. I wasn't home. I was in a hotel right. the entire week. So I was trying to find ways to make sure to still try and eat healthy but you know not do anything you know that I shouldn't so and especially considering my body was screaming for food and everything else because I did the the sisu event was last weekend mm -hmm. so I, I did that which was amazing as always it was a blast I'm 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 not happy with my results but it's okay I, I'm okay. okay with it but I'm not happy with it but um do you want to need... talk about it uh, kind of a little bit. Well, then let's talk um, about it. I mean, I wouldn't. What we're yeah, here to do: talk about is. how our performance is going and talk about ways to, to improve, it. improve it. Yeah. Um, it, it comes. A lot of it is listen to your, to listen to yourself when you know something, a piece of your equipment's done, but you decide, but you love it so much that you keep using it, and then bad mm -hmm. things happen. Um, that's pretty much what it was. Um, I love my ultras. I've loved my ultra kings. Mm -hmm forever well they quit making them what three years ago now something so like that. i had two pairs that were left and they were they were on the end they were they were probably beyond the end so and that's what i took with me i took those and then i took my normal running shoes with me for the sisu event um the first lap i did was a quick four miler um but i mean like four miles with like 1500 feet elevation so i mean this whole thing's a lot of elevation so that was the first one i did totally fine the second one was more of a like 10 mile hike out and back. Um, the shoe blew out at like, I think there was four miles from getting back to camp. So, and one whole side pretty much ripped. So as I was walking and I mean, cause you know, ultras, there's, 
the the side is pretty much on the ground so it was mm -hmm. dirt and everything kept getting into the shoe so by the time we got back to camp i had like blisters and actual bruising on the bottom of my feet from the stuff getting into the shoe Oh. So, and that's where at mile, what, like 14 at that point. And I'm like, shoot. So I switched to the other ultras. They held up for most of the, the rest of it. I noticed them starting to have tear on the sides on, you know, about mile 24. And then we did, that was about time they did yoga in the middle of the night. We did yoga. I'm like, I need to take a nap for a minute. Slept for about three-ish hours mm -hmm. and then got up put on my brooks and just went for one of the hikes. I knew there was no water and nothing else. It was going to be fine with wearing the the street shoes. But by that time, the the blisters and the bruising was so bad on my right foot that it took me almost two hours or a little over two hours actually to do. It was a three mile it was an out and back. It was only, it was almost four miles total, but I mean, it was also, I mean, there was, it was 1500, 1500 feet up. So, I mean, it was a lot of elevation and a lot of up, but it just, my foot was hurting so bad. I couldn't run. I could barely like walk at that point. And once I got back, it was like, I didn't have enough time at that point to go for another loop. So I was looking at it. I'm like, I think I could do another one. My foot's killing me, but I think I could do it. And then by that time, um, my knee had gone out earlier in the evening too. So my left knee. So because I was walking differently, because my right foot was bothering me, my knee and my hip on the left side started to go out and started bothering me. So it was kind of one of those, it, it didn't go the way I wanted mainly because I started with the wrong equipment. I should have gotten new shoes four months ago and broke them in and been ready to go rather than going with, because you know, I, I, like I said, I loved my ultras, but they were done and they, they were done. They should have been the last race I used them on should have been the beast, you know, in November. And, but you know how it is, you get a piece of equipment that you love and you're like, I don't want to let it go, but it's like, it's done. There's nothing I can do to save this. So yeah. So they're pretty, they, they, I should have got rid of them. So I ended up, I think it was a total 29 miles. And I think just over 5,000 feet elevation in the race. So, which was about 10 miles shorter than I wanted to be. Okay. So I, I want to get in more on the race and how we can learn from that, but I will add my own little antidote because as I mentioned, I'm getting ready to run toughest next mm -hmm. week. And I am in a similar predicament as you. I I'm obsessed with my King MTs. Mm -hmm. I bought two pairs back after the 2021 Carolina Ultra. And I said, I am not wearing these for anything other than race day. I, I mean, if you haven't run in King MTs before, and I'm saying this to the listeners, if you haven't run in them before, you're not familiar with them. They are the closest things Ultra pretty much has to a minimalist shoe. It's very flat, not much cushion. Uh, you can feel the ground beneath your yes. feet. They are phenomenal if you are zero drop and looking to run something in a more minimalist fashion. It's got really awesome tread. They are just incredible mm -hmm. shoes. Um, unfortunately, Ultra discontinued them a few years ago. They had 
a thing with Spartan where they were going to be a trail sponsor and then Spartan went to craft and I don't know why ultra discontinued them, but they did. So I bought two pairs off the Spartan website on clearance stocked up. I've been wearing the first of those pairs, literally only for racing for the last year and a half. And I didn't do really any ultras last year. So I didn't have to worry about getting high mileage on them in a single race. And I didn't run any beasts either I don't think wow did I not run a trifecta last year um but regardless so I ran them in them for infinity and I lasted all of infinity in them they were phenomenal no issues in my feet I had two two other pairs of shoes just in case because I do enjoy my temps for higher distance running yeah but I didn't feel like I ever needed to change out of my king mts so I didn't so then I brought them home, I rinsed them off, I let them dry. And there's, you know, a little bit of wear and tear on them. Now you're starting to get some holes. Yep. So I brought them out this morning, because I'm like, I need to test these out and see how much life I have back in them. I still have one other pair in my closet. And I think Lucky. we talked about it before a couple of years ago, I was in a similar predicament where it's like I have a couple pair of King MTs that have some mileage left. So I'm going to run in them. And it turns out they didn't have the same wear pattern from my foot for that year. And I ended up getting IT band syndrome. And I didn't test out my shoes on a long enough run beforehand to figure that out. So today I was like, I'm going to take these out, test them out, see how I do. I put them on and I didn't like stretch my shoes or anything when they were drying I just kind of let them dry and they got really stiff so putting them on and I have caterpie laces in them I got going and within an hour I was like my feet are numb these are so stiff my calves are just killing me um like the there's a problem here so I loosened up my shoes slightly I was far enough away from my truck that I couldn't go back and change shoes So I just went with it. It was a taper run today. So Mm -hmm. slow. Um, I'm not worrying about my pacing. I'm not worrying about my heart rate. Just feel out my body, see what it needs. And after about like 30 to 45 minutes or so, my, I was feeling fine. And actually my feet felt great. And the rest of the run, like everything just started to loosen up. So coming off of it, I'm thinking, oh, you know, now that they're loosened up a little bit, maybe I can wear them for toughest next week. But hearing you talk about this, I'm thinking, you know, we always tell people mm-hmm. to have a rotation and to work your shoes in a rotation. And maybe I'll just toss those new pair of Kings into the rotation this week. Cause they're short enough runs that I can like break them in slightly, but with yeah. King, King MTs or ultras in general, if you're used to ultras, you don't really need much of a break-in period for them. So you can run in ultras straight out of the box as long as you're transitioned. Like I'm not going to run straight out of the box at toughest with a fresh pair, but I might pull them out for my run tomorrow, see how I feel for like four miles. And then instead of wearing my old pair of Kings, start working my final pair of kings in 
where those older ones maybe for like savage in a couple weeks maybe for like the spartans and then keep yeah. the newer kings for the more technical races the longer races yeah and, and see that's that's yeah. where i because i got mine like because i know the pair that i have that the, one of them is the spartan pair of you know and that's the one that completely failed on me yeah. um but i bought those because i'd already had the other pair for i think a couple months and I love them and I love my MTs. And then when I found out they weren't making them anymore, I bought like one of the last pair of the Spartan ones that they had in my size. Yep. Like it was the only pair they had bottom good to go. But then I've, I mean, that was what 21, 2021. No, I think it was before COVID when they quit making them. So, yeah, but, um, no, I think it was no. during COVID. Yes, I think it was during COVID. So, I mean, every race I did last year, like every trifecta weekend I did, which I did, what, four trifecta weekends, I would wear one pair on Saturday and one pair on Sunday. So that was every one of them, you know, that's 15 plus miles plus, you know, and when I did infinity, mm -hmm. when I did this run the last two years, I've had my, you know, and last year was 37 miles and the year before that was 34 so i mean i put a lot of miles on these and they they had some it was like right but behind the toes right at that curve they'd get a they'd get a hole which is yeah. fine but now both of them the the spartan ones completely split on the right side like all the way down the side where they touch um where like a, a attaches to the 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 soul and then the other ones are starting to i noticed it when i was done i looked at them and saw that they're like oh these ones are about to do it too so they're yeah. unfortunately like i said i love the mts but they're done and i talked to you after they had one of the ultra reps was at the race and i was like why have you did they quit making she's like i don't know but that's the biggest question i get from people when everybody I to, yeah. when i go to she's like when i go to trail races when i'm at any kind of mud race the first question i get is why did they stop making the mts yeah i talked to the ultra rep when they were here for the run show in boston and i walked up i introduced myself i said you know i was on the red team last year uh i wear nothing but ultras i love them uh, but i'm an obstacle course racer and they stopped me and they said but the king mts and yes every ultra runner like people who wear ultras in the yep. OCR world got into them because of the King MTs. They were such phenomenal shoes. And now we're left scratching our head. Like what's next? And they're like, yeah. Oh, the lone peaks go to the lone peaks, but the sizing on the lone peaks is off just a little bit. And it's just, it's not the same shoe no. that we're used to. It's not. And that's, that's the tough part. I mean, the nice thing I loved about the MTs was like you said, I mean, in the shape, they're not shaped like a normal shoe. They're actually mm -hmm. shaped for a foot. And my yeah. problem I run into up until my foot injury, I used Innovates, which I loved the 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 traction on an Innovate. I thought they were great, um, but they're very narrow. Mm -hmm. And the problem that I ran into after my foot injury, I I can't. My foot's too wide now because of the the injury. Um, and if I put on a pair of Innovates within a couple minutes, it hurts you know, because it's squeezing my foot so bad. And that's kind of why I love the ultras. They were the only like trail running trail mud shoe that didn't hurt my feet. Cause I've had a lot of people talk about like the VJs and they're like, Oh, if you have a problem, if you have wide feet, no, the VJs aren't for you. They're too yeah. narrow. And I'm like, well, what ones aren't? And they're like ultra MTs. Well, they don't make those anymore. Mm -hmm. So yeah. 
So I that's that's say, the fun part. The superiors, they look like they're narrow. And I for a while I wasn't wearing my superiors because I was I have a heel thing and I wore them once. It was like, oh my gosh, my heel just felt horrible in them. And then I went back and I put them on a couple months later. And again, they look narrow. And as soon as I slid my foot in, I was like, this is actually much more spacious than I remember it being. Hmm. Um, you have to look at those. If you have a place locally that sells ultras, don't know how many places actually keep the superiors in stock versus having to order them. But Ultra does have a really good return policy. If you wanted to try a couple of different shoes, usually you can find the Lone Peaks somewhere to test those out. Um, there are a couple of other models that they might have out at like an REI or yeah. an outdoor store. Well, see, that's that's where I made my mistake is I could have because Ultra was there and they had shoes to borrow if you wanted to borrow and try them out. And I was going to try the Lone Peaks. But then the problem I had was I by the time I came back, it was the middle of the night mm -hmm. and I was like, OK, maybe. But then it was they didn't she wasn't up and I wasn't going to go like beat on her tent and say, I want the Lone Peaks. So I just kind of, right. you know, I decided to let it go. But I, I she talked to about about trying the Lone Peaks, but I um, just didn't get a chance to so so i think i might end up just getting a pair trying them out see what it does because i love the ultras i loved that i mean like i said what i loved about the kings is which is funny because when i run normally like on the street i wear brooks i have you know the the what i can't remember pronate whatever i pronate when i run so yeah. i have the 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 brooks that fix that i blah 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 whatever so i hate zero drop on the street Mm -hmm. but on the trails so i want yeah. so and it's definitely one of those things for me because concrete asphalt just hurts my knees so i love mm -hmm. the cushion of those but when you're out running on the trails i want to feel the roots i yeah. want to feel which a lot of people are like why would you want to feel that i'm like because then i can adjust to it my foot isn't yeah. just sliding off of them i can say oh there's something and then i can adjust my movement as i'm running so i'm not falling you know yeah it wakes up your ankle stabilizers yep. the more you can feel the ground the more your foot will work and those nerves mm -hmm. are what's going to keep your ankle stable, especially running with roots and rocks and everything else. Yeah. So I love the zero drop when I'm running, but, but yeah, so it's been interesting that, you know, when I did that, so my foot was nicely messed up by the time I got done, it's still not great, you know, a week later, but you know, I, I made my mistake. I, you know, I did the, what they tell you not to do. Of course, I drained the, the blister because, well, it's on my heel and I couldn't put weight mm -hmm. on it. Yep. But uh, yeah, and then I had <laughs> literally did that and then had to come home, take all this stuff out of like the that I was packed up for the event and then pack up a whole nother bag so that I could go for work and send, spend four days in a hotel. So, yeah. so I didn't even get the like in my hotel didn't have a bathtub. I was pissed. Ooh, that's the worst. I wanted the I wanted the Epsom salt bath and I'm like, no, although but, that would have really hurt with the blister. Probably a little bit, but um, yeah. did you get the name of the ultra rep? No, oh, I saw I her license plate. It said she was from Texas and she had blonde hair. That's about all I remember. Okay, I probably would have gotten the name of the ultra rep. I'm horrible I at that. Contact Ultra and find out if they have a list of events that they are going to have shoes at because they will come out to like local trail running groups or road running groups or whatever else. And they will bring shoes to test out. Yeah. So if you contact them, find out where they're planning to come um, to have these like little test runs, 
you can still go and test them out without you know i could find out who it was though because i know who uh who set up the vendors so okay special case set up the vendor so i can reach out to her but yeah i mean yeah, you're so, so connected at this point you can figure that out i can and i mean it was it's one of those things and, and like i said though i mean for anybody who what i'm talking about like sisu the event is amazing my my foot issues were my own issue but if you ever get a chance do the the pacific northwest sisu race it's amazing it's so I, beautiful so gorgeous i hear that from so many people i need to get out there for it it is a beautiful one we had and this year actually for the first time in the, the history of the race and it's been what this is year four i think yeah this was four um the first time someone hit the 100 miles really yeah nobody had ever hit 100 miles until this year so and he did it with i think like three hours to spare that's amazing so because it's one of those ones a lot of people don't think about it. i mean you you do 100 milers yes but this is a completely different race just in the 29 miles i did was over 5,000 feet elevation so awesome. i mean it's insane and that's where my knee went was is uh and a lot of people don't think about this it wasn't the up it's the down, it's the down. i went up one of them that was a lot of switchbacks i mean straight up the hill um, and then coming down all of a sudden, and it was night at that point, it was pitch black, you know, I had my headlamp and everything else, but pitch black and I hit something just wrong when I stepped and it was a downhill, my knee popped and I'm like, Oh, that's going to be a problem. So of course, and that was my other problem. When I got up in the morning, my knee was throbbing, my foot was throbbing, but I'm like, let's go for it. And it's just like, I did that one. And I'm like, okay, it took me over two hours to do almost four miles. I think I'm done. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I think I'm done. I'm like, just my leg would not move. I had my walking poles. And if it wasn't for those, I couldn't barely put weight on my right foot. And I'm like, it was stupid to come out here for one more, but I, you know, wanted to hit this last one mainly because I wanted to see the waterfall because I knew it was gorgeous, but yeah. And that's the best part on this one. I do have the, some of the pictures I've got. I don't know if you saw the pictures that I took, but I mean, it's just, you're out in the middle of Washington state woods, nothing but waterfalls and gorgeous just beautiful views um i got a great view i made sure not to like let my my partners are with me like post a picture of where i was at to get that picture of the great view but because we all know the safety guy doesn't follow safety rules so <laughs> i was up on a peak i went out scrambled out onto this this rock press you know precipice with 200 feet of drop on either side of me and i was like balancing on like this it was maybe six inches wide wow. so I could go out there like 15 feet just so I could get a good picture and they're like what yeah. are you doing I'm like the view out here is amazing and they're like well we can see it from back here I'm like no you're not seeing what I'm seeing so <laughs> I'm like it's gorgeous out here but you gotta risk your life to see it yeah so, yeah okay so, so since the race what have you been doing for recovery um stretching um, I do have the, the air, whatever massage things that you would put on your legs just a little bit to get blood flow yeah. going, um, trying to move to, to keep moving, to keep the blood flowing. Cause my, my legs are angry. Um, but that's really it a little bit of, you know, um, knee sleeve with CBD oil to keep my knee feeling better, which my knee actually, but you know, a week later is feeling great. Um, yeah. I, I know not to, not to push it. Cause I know how my knee will be. It feels good right now, but I know the, the wrong step and it could be uh, angry again. Um, but that's really it. stretching, moving a little bit. I mean, I've still been doing my, my mile a day, but the, the mile a day for the last week has been pretty much a walk, not a jaw, you know, okay. just to get the legs moving 
Um, and then yesterday I went and played golf for 18 rounds or 18 holes. So, okay. But, so you haven't done any kind of biking or tried running yet? No, that was going to be today. After we're done recording today, I was going to go do some stuff just to see how it was. So, yeah. So. Okay. Uh, and and it, the hard part was, like I said, because I was out of, I was in a hotel for the last, you know, right. four days and then came home just in time to like basically unpack the car again to pack it up to be able to play golf yesterday so right but which was a blast i forgot how much fun that is so i only play like once a year and it's the tournament that happened yesterday normally um i don't get to completely celebrate at the tournament because usually the last couple years it's been the day before sisu oh okay so i'm trying to make sure i'm hydrated but i'm out in the sun for a tournament so i'm drinking a lot of water doing all that stuff well yesterday i didn't have a race today so there might have been a little more alcohol than normal but (laughs) (laughs) and i may have smoked a cigar but that's my one cigar every year is at this tournament i smoke one so yeah i mean it's been seven years since i quit smoking so you can relax and have fun as long as you're not drinking and driving no 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 Nope, definitely not. So it's it's one of those, I figured it out years ago. It's like a math I do in my head where I'm like, if I drink this much up to this point, and then I have like this much time before I have to drive home, we should be good. So yeah, there was a lot of drinking on the first nine, not okay. a lot in the last nine. So, so yeah, and it's, I was 15 minutes from home. So yeah, but yeah, it was, it was a fun though. It's been a long time since I really played golf and it was good to, to get out there with other safety people and, and play some golf. So Okay, good. Yeah. But yeah, today, pretty much I got some cleanup to do, like I said, because the house is getting ready to go on the market. And then I was planning on taking one of the bikes and going for a bike ride for bed just to kind of get the legs, the blood flowing in the legs. Good. That'll be really good for you. Yeah. So what is your race plan now for the year? The only thing I have left really on my my schedule, I'm doing uh, Ragnar in like two weeks. Okay. And then the only other one after that is the only thing I have planned is I'm just going to do a world's toughest, depending on where I'm doing world's toughest. Yes, I am doing world's toughest. I'm going to sign. I've still got to sign up for it, but I'm doing it. Part of it too is recently, um, uh, me and Don have supposed to do an episode and talk about this. We had a good friend of ours, charity died. Um, and right before COVID we were supposed to do world's toughest together. Mm -hmm. So, and I've never had a chance to do it and I know she never got a chance to do it again. So that was kind of going to be my, I'm going to do it this year in for her. So, so it's kind of one of those things I've been tossing it around and whether or not I was going to do it. And then after that happened, I'm like, well, now I'm doing it for her. So I'm definitely doing it. So I want to do world's toughest is my other one. Um, I might do the Dallas Spartan, but I haven't decided yet. It depends on if I'm, everything's we're in Texas and settled at that point. Okay. I wouldn't recommend the ultra right before world's toughest. No, I've done the ultra there, but no, not right before world's toughest. So I I would, if I do it, it would probably just be the beast or maybe depending on if I have friends there, because I might do it with uh, more heart than scars and help them through the, the beast and maybe do the trifecta weekend with them, but helping the, the, the racers. So, right. Um, but You've always been doing World's Toughest because I'm doing World's Toughest. Yes. And that is where we're finally going to be able to meet, meet in person. person. Yes, yes. We've talked a lot, but never actually met in person. So it's always weird exactly. sometimes when you get that. So like uh, Sisu, I got a weird one where a guy that listens constantly. 
who yeah. like when I finally I met him and he's like I listened to all of your episodes and I'm like oh <laughs> he's like the whole reason he's he's like the whole reason I do this or do, signed up for the CSU is because you kept talking about it I'm like oh wow that's that's kind of cool so yeah that's so uh, awesome um, that is that's the best I love being able to continue to promote it is know, especially races. you know yes and especially good races that I just love and I mean yeah. do so much for for everybody so yeah now so what's your training looking like now with Ragnar coming up um what are you gonna do to prepare because you've got that, no time no I don't I don't um it's gonna be a lot of running so <laughs> um I, I need to that's what I need to sit down with and kind of think about what my running schedule because for that one I mean I do need to do some weight lifting and stuff like that to to strength training and everything but I need to really get the running in because the that's what Ragnar is it's just running miles and it's in two weeks um am I three two three weeks might be okay. three two or three somewhere in there but so yeah. I'd say give yourself two weeks of building one week of taper yeah um if you throw in any strength training it's injury prevention stuff yeah keep your hamstrings and glutes active keep your hip flexors mobile and inactive and get that ankle mobility yeah and that's it so and it's a matter of just making sure because i have i have a pair of shoes that i want to make sure that i you know use before they are training the shoes i'm going to run in a little bit yes. so is it trail or road it's all road so okay. yeah this is the road one i want to do the trail one eventually so but if i did that one i'd have to make sure i got new shoes because yeah my my brooks are not going to be the best shoes for using you know out on that so sounds like you just need new shoes in general so maybe that should also be added to your list i do well the one that i have the the pair that i have now the, the my running my brooks are br pretty much brand new so yeah. they're 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 pretty pretty new but uh it's my other my trail shoes are not so i need new trail shoes altogether but okay but my my road shoes are pretty new sorry i have an evil little cat coming in here <laughs> he's been all around my chair and now he's like in front of me getting ready to jump on the table so yeah oh fun <laughs> yeah um so I guess you missed my reel that I put out after Toughest. I legitimately brought two different pairs of tips out to Toughest in anticipation that I was going to have to wear them. Yeah. And I made a reel specifically for swap out your shoes. Said, I don't know who needs to hear this. Swap out your shoes. Pardon me. Swap out the shoes. So you should probably go swap out your shoes. And then all of these running brands should start having better loyalty programs. Yes. So we can all just continue to stock up because we are going through shoes so fast. Yeah. yeah and that was the thing. Like, I, I, I haven't been running as much as I was, but when I was doing the hundred miles a month, I was going through a pair of shoes every two to three months mm -hmm. because, you know, they basically only usually only good for three to 400 miles. Yeah. So, and when you're running a hundred miles a month, you know, and you can tell when, when a shoe oh, starts yeah. to break down. I mean, when all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, you know, this felt great before and now I'm getting, you know, calf issues and other stuff like that. And yeah. Yeah. 
So your bottom, the bottoms of your feet are starting to ache when you're running and you're not used to that. It's your shoes. Yep. And people don't think about it. I mean, they're like, oh, no, no, it's 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 fine. No, it's not. It's the second your shoes start to give you problems. You need to you need to you need new ones. You need to stop. Yeah. Switch, get new shoes, fix it, because that's where you're going to start running into problems. And I can't stress it enough. I tell all of my clients that their long run, it's not just a boring go out, run, train, whatever. It's testing gear. Yeah. And, you know, we I want to know what's happening, what they're experiencing when they're experiencing it, because I want to know, you know, why are you having these aches and pains at this time? You know, why are you having dips in energy or whatever else? And shoes are a big part of it. If you feel like you're getting 10 miles in and suddenly your feet are starting to ache. OK, it's time to find a shoe maybe either to swap out for any additional mileage or you just need a shoe, you know, for a little higher mileage. I turned to my friend today while we were running and we were talking about our shoes. And I was like, you know, I've been doing a lot of running in my superiors lately. I haven't been running in the King MTs because I don't want to wear them out before I race. But I looked at him like, you're in the superiors. How do you feel with running races longer than 10 miles he's like they feel great for me uh, I love them like okay I love my superiors but once that 10 mile mark hits it's like a switch that flips and my feet are not happy yeah. and when my IT band went on that one ultra I had started out in my king MTs could tell that they weren't good anymore so I switched for my superiors didn't I got maybe eight miles in the superiors before I was like, no, these aren't good. Cause even though I didn't run more than 10 miles in them, my body was over 10 miles in and mm -hmm. even swapping to that shoe, which is more for lower mileage, it wasn't okay. And my body needed something with more cushioning for it. Yeah. So every single person is different. Everybody needs a different thing. So, you know, my friend can run a beast, a half, whatever else in superiors and be happy. Whereas I, I can't do more than 10 miles. So thinking about toughest next week, the first lap is going to be a 10 K. If I go out for a second lap, I'm already screwing myself over. If I bring my superiors, I know my King MTs can last me a full ultra. If I need to, if my goal is somewhere between 35 and 45 miles I can get majority of that race in my king mts and I haven't worn my king mts for anything longer than a standard 50k so we'll see mm -hmm. I I will have a second pair of shoe to switch out to they're broken in they're good to go uh, and if I need to I have them but I know there's no point in me bringing my superiors because they're not going to last for even two laps and I want six, seven laps. So yeah. we'll see. And it always good to do, to have extra shoes. Like I said, when I do, um, trifecta weekends, I had a pair for Saturday and a pair for Sunday. Yeah. Um, so I could switch out. And also when I did the ultra, the Dallas ultra two years ago, that's also what I did. I had halfway through the ultra in my bucket was my other pair of MTs. So mm -hmm. once I got done, because sometimes it's like, 
and it sounds weird, but just wearing them, they, 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 like you said, when they were really stiff when you started and then they start to get flexible, sometimes they even wearing them for a long period of time, they get flexible and it's good to just switch even in the middle of the race. So, and I do that when I do like every time when I've done like the 45 miles or anything like that on the, you know, when I did on the track, um, I think I switched shoes four times because I had extra shoes sitting there because if I started feeling anything weird, I could switch shoes and socks and, and start going again to try and keep that cushion on my feet. But And that's the biggest lesson anybody can learn when it comes to distance racing, particularly anything over a beast. Mm -hmm. If you feel something in your shoe, that is going to turn into a disaster really quickly. Mm -hmm. So I don't care if, you know, your laces are a little tight. Okay, loosen them. Or you have dirt in your shoe fix it. If you feel a hot spot coming on for a blister, take care of it right away. Because Mm -hmm. the longer you go with that, the worse it's going to get. And if your feet are not happy, you're not going very far. No. Well, and that's like I said, that what happened to me on the CC was once that shoe blew out with like four miles left, I couldn't keep the dirt out. I kept Mm -hmm. stopping, dumping the dirt, stopping, dumping the dirt. By the time we finished the last like half a mile, my, my, running partner was laughing at me i just took him off yeah and i barefooted the last the last little bit in she's like really and i'm like at this point i'm starting to feel the blisters i'm starting to feel the 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 hot spots and if i continue to do this with pushing against that dirt and everything else that keeps getting because it kept sitting in two spots right on my heel right in the middle of my foot i'm like i'm gonna have even more issues and unfortunately it wasn't soon enough i'd already developed the 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 blisters that weren't gonna go away so and Do you then have just... trail gators? No. You might want to look into some trail gators. Yeah. Now that yeah. this happened, I, I thought, and it's one of those ones I've just never had a problem with it. I've always been fine, just going and no issues. It wasn't until that whole side split that it was, you know, and the shoe obviously wasn't fitting right anymore because it wasn't holding because the side was split out. So it was just, it, it was a mistake like i said i should have switched out the mts a lot earlier so So, i know eventually we are going to have a day where we actually talk about the show and new zealand and everything which we do need to have that one but it's when is it coming to the u.s so um it's done in new zealand they've aired it completely and now discovery channel so it was put on by discovery in conjunction with a Mm. local station there now you're famous in new zealand i'm famous in new zealand discovery has picked it up in select countries so far so i think it's in somewhere in southeast asia it's in like the scandinavian countries and they just premiered it in the, the uk on discovery uk it's on discovery plus in the uk so Anybody listening in the UK, you can go and watch Tracked on Discovery. Um, It's every Monday, Tuesday, maybe Tuesday at 10 a.m. It's one of those days. It's airing at 10 10 p.m. I don't know. They didn't actually tell us. They told the UK team. And then I saw from the UK team and I was like, wait, I know people in the UK. I should be promoting this to the UK as well. Um, So we're hoping that discovery in the u.s will pick it up 
I mean, we're all starved for content right now. The yeah. writers are still on strike. It's yeah. the summer. Like, bring it on. We want to see it, it over here. It's getting a great reception for the most part. I mean, uh, what? I'm, I'm surprised they haven't just even put it on like because Discovery has their streaming program, right? right? Put it on the streaming. Put it on something so us Max in the U.S. can see it. Is this giant streaming platform now yeah. that's like all things Discovery plus HBO and everything else? Like, just put it there. Yeah, put it there. So, so yeah. us in the U.S. because that's the hard part is I want to talk about it, but then it's one of those things at the same time. I'm like, but I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, exactly. Me either. And like people have seen what I've posted and they're like, okay, so that happens. And I'm like, yeah, but I still want you to watch. Yeah. Watch the show. It's a great show. And Um, and that's the hard part because it's kind of one of those things. It's like, it's like when you, you know, there's a movie and you want to talk about it, but you don't want people to like ruin it for you. And I'm like, I want to know what happens and I want to watch it. And I want to be like that. that, That's that's Megan. I know Megan. I am a giant Scream fan. I go and see the movie as soon as it comes out. Mm-hmm. And I will put spoiler alerts on everything for like a solid week or two. And even when it, once it came on to Paramount Plus, I was like, spoiler alert. But you've had plenty of time to go and watch this for yourself. So if you wanted to see it and not get it spoiled, you've had time. People in the U.S. haven't had that time mm-hmm. because they just don't have access to it. And it's like, I don't want to sit here and talk about all things about it because i know in the u.s people want to watch it but they can't and that's been the hard part i I do want to talk about it but then at the same time i'm like i haven't seen it so it's like yeah Yeah. there is some so one of the other teams they end up developing a really bad blister on their heel yeah and when you are out in the bush for days on end getting chased by trackers, having to go through the most rugged terrain off, you know, you're bushwhacking this entire thing and you have this horrible blister, like that could make and break, make or break you. It got so bad to the point that, um, and this part isn't on the show. So they never showed this behind the scenes a little bit, but yeah. he actually had to pull out a knife. So he had like his pocket knife and he cut the back of his boot out because the blister was so bad and it's like just change your shoes everybody just change your yes, shoes change your shoes you don't want to have to do to cut out the back of your shoe during a race because you develop no. a blister if it's no. either i'm trying to win xyz in his case it was a hundred thousand dollars and you know, or if you're trying to get 50 miles at World's Toughest Mudder and you start to get a blister, have a different shoe to change into. Yes. But like also test your gear early enough so you know that that is a possibility and have, you know, backups, what you're going to do for any kind of blister. During FIT, I started developing a blister. Um and I second third lap or so I sat down I put on like a blister pad and then I taped it up and because I'm not used to having my heel taped up it actually was like causing me hot spots because I'm just not used to it Mm -hmm. and that's like my bad again I was in my king mts that I hadn't worn in a really long time and I didn't test them out beforehand and you know no excuse like it's all on me I should have done that 
Um, but now I know, and you know, I can use better blister protection and everything else. And it is, it's one of those things that, I mean, it is, you know, the, the, the feet are when you're running that they're key. I mean, you lose your feet, you're done. I mean, your feet go out and that's been, you know, my experience on a couple of them. I've only had this blister. This one was bad enough. And like I said, it was one of those things that I knew my MTs were good or thought they were good. They worked for me forever, but that's the problem is you also have to monitor not only like, Hey, my shoes have been great for me forever. These shoes have been the best shoes ever. They eventually wear. And that's where I was at. I, I didn't pay attention to I knew they were close, but I'm like, and eh, they should be good. But once they blew and I was so far from camp, you know, I should have honestly had the other pair just with me out on the trail. So I could have switched, but that's, I didn't and mm-hmm. made that mistake. And I ended up paying for it, um, which just killed, it killed my momentum for the rest of it. Cause then the problem that you run into is because of the, the heel pain and that blister that was on my heel, um, coming down and that was the worst again my knee and that heel was i was getting the most of hitting that striking that heel coming down the mountain Mm -hmm. you know so and then it's just you know just more pain more everything else and it slowed me down and like i said by the time it came down that last you know four mile stretch was over two hours and it's like there's no reason unless i was climbing straight up a pole that should have taken me four hours to do you know I mean, two hours to do four out four miles. So, and that's just kind of one of those things where at that point, I'm like, well, my body's telling me I'm done. I mean, yeah. you know, and at that point too, it's not just that if I'd had more time because I'm stubborn and we all know I'm stubborn, I probably wouldn't have went for another loop, but I didn't have enough at that point. I didn't, there wasn't enough time to, you know, left to even do it. So, and that was it. So just not paying attention to my shoe that's that that was a problem i should have and it's funny too because my wife's even like you even said that that you should be getting you should get new shoes before this that you should have like three or four months ago and i'm like yeah but i kept thinking the mts by having two pairs that i could switch off if one of them was bad which like i said the one pair lasted for most of the rest of it the second pair but when the one blew because they were so close i was four miles from camp and it just that in that little four miles was enough to cause enough of a blister to totally mess up my foot and mess up the rest of the race. So live and learn. So we are not sponsored by ultra. No, at any, by any means, if you're listening to this, uh, we, I used to be on the red team. I'm not on the red team anymore. So they steal, they take all of my money as I stock up on shoes, but ultra, if you're listening one, bring the King MTs, please. And two, we are desperate for new shoes. Yes. Not just bring back some good ones. Yes. But we we would be happy to try out a couple other shoes so we can give listeners a good alternative for the King MTs. Yeah. And I would definitely love to. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. I would. Yeah. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Because like I said, for for all the, the years that I've raced, that those were the only, that was the best ones that I found. I mean, I've tried the, yeah. what, Reebok used to have a pair, the, the Spartan pair. I even have, I think yes, I still I have, have those. those. Too. Yep, they I think blew I, out after two races. Yes, they did. The whole back, the lying the heels completely blew but out. They were such great shoes. They were so yes. light, had great traction. 
Yeah. And that's what you want. You want the light. Cause even like my MTs, I use those when I did the, the run swim run thing with a friend yeah. where I just left them on and yeah. I jump in the water, swam 400 meters, hopped out yeah. of the water and started running again, you know, and they were so light and just the material did not hold water. Didn't do nothing. So the second you came out of the water or out of the mud, they right. just immediately drained. There was yeah. not, they didn't soak up any water. They didn't get any heavier. I mean, yeah, we really do sound like we're doing commercials for MTs, don't we? Yeah. Um, Ultra, bring them back. <laughs> this episode should be titled For the Love of King MTs. Yes, For the Love of King MTs. So, which we I know. We do uh, love the King MTs. Yeah, Ultra, I think please Dawn bring has back. a pair. I think Dawn still has a pair that, that hasn't blown out yet. But yeah, I know a bunch of friends that are like having serious anxiety and mm-hmm. finding new shoes to wear after the King MTs. Yeah. And that's it. Just don't do it. Yeah. And and that's the hard part. Once you find a really good one, you're like, yes. And that's how it's been with running shoes forever. Cause I can remember the very first pair of like, when I finally got like real running shoes and stopped wearing those, you know, the swoosh things, um, and actually got real running shoes. Um, they were Pearl Izumis. Yeah. And I loved Pearl Izumis and then Pearl Izumi like quit making shoes, like not just not making those brand, like quit making shoes so then it was you know i think they're they're more of a biking thing now but they made amazing running shoes and then i was like okay well what do i do now and then and it's that constant (laughs) sorry about that it's that constant battle of finding the right shoe and then when they suddenly change the model finding the right shoe again because they just messed you up by changing the model of shoes yeah yeah so unfortunate it is. It's the 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 one thing when you get into running that nobody thinks about. Everyone's like, a shoe is a shoe. No, it's not. No, it's not. When you it's find not. a good shoe, stock up. Yeah. Because before I started really running like 15 years ago, I was went and was training and all that. And I would run 100 yards and my shins would be on fire. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is stupid. This is why I hate running. And I finally, one of my friends is like, go to a shoe store and have them watch you run and i went and they're like yeah you shouldn't be wearing those swoosh things what you need to be wearing is these and i'm like those are 150 bucks and they're like yes but you'll you'll love us for it like fine let's go for it bottom comes to shoes you get what you pay for yes yeah so i bought them and then i'm like i and i ended up running a half marathon like a week later and i ran the half marathon and i finished and i looked at my wife and i'm like best 150 bucks i ever spent because when I was wearing the other ones, you know, a hundred yards, massive pain in my legs. I wore those Pearl Izumis for an entire half marathon and was totally fine. Not one ounce of pain in my legs. And I'm like, this is why you pay 150 bucks for shoes. Do you remember when the old school races would have the shoe donation after the race? Mm-hmm. Because so many people would just toss their shoes yep. like, oh, these are muddy here. Or, oh, I'm pulling out my old pair of running shoes because they're going to get muddy and then, you know, I'm not going to have to wear them again. And it's like looking back now, whenever somebody tells me, oh, well, I'm just going to bring out an old pair of running shoes. I'm like, no, no, get good shoes. Like, do you know the terrain you're going to be running on? You need all of the protection of a good shoe. And then people are like, but it's going to be muddy. I'm like, I don't care. Mud rinses off. It does. It does. People yeah. were tossing out perfectly good shoes. Mm-hmm. 
because they got a little dirty. They got a little dirty. And that's, I mean, it's, you know, and I can remember when I first started, I had the same thought. Oh, I'm just going to wear yeah. an old pair of shoes that I was going to throw away anyway. Oh, and definitely. then afterwards, I'm like, well, that was just dumb because there was a reason why I wasn't wearing these old pair of shoes because they're broken down. Yeah. So, and then once I started thinking, oh, if I buy like, and you buy a good, you know, my, like I said, my MTs have probably been through, I mean, between the two pairs, probably 30 Spartan races, you know, three CSUs. I mean, they've been through a lot before they finally blew out. So it wasn't like, you know, I bought them warm twice and threw them away. Like, you know, the original Reebok ones, but you know, but I, I only mean, threw out those Reebok shoes because the bottom was completely yes. detached from the rest of the shoe. And that was it. I mean, besides that, they were amazing. They had great traction. They fit great. Yeah. But the whole bottom, that's what happened to mine. The whole bottom detached. I had it was pretty much, yeah, from the like arch back was completely detached. So, and I had one pair actually, I was running in Vegas actually, where I had uh, a stick actually went under in between the shoe and the, the, uh, the sole on my foot, like all the way through. So, yeah. But but they learned how to make really good OCR shoes. And it's they just did. a matter of, and like I said, the hard part for me was all of a sudden I'm like, King MT is perfect. They fit my foot. I can feel what I'm, it's almost, it's like running barefoot, but not. Yeah. You know, it's like you just kind of wrapped a little bit, a little bit of protection around your foot and went. And it sounds like that's horrible, but it wasn't. It made them amazing with that traction. And I mean, you could go, you know, walk pretty much up the side of a mud hill with great traction and no problems i had to say one thing to any shoemaker who probably isn't listening but just no. in case hey come on give us some credit here don't ever get in bed with spartan don't make a shoe for spartan because their partnerships never last and then yep. it seems like every single brand gets out of their partnership with spartan and they're like Eh, these shoes we made for Spartan, we don't need them anymore. And then we're like, but those were actually really good shoes. Yeah. Just yeah. because you're not with Spartan doesn't mean us who run Spartans don't still want to give you our money. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like with the, the, the empty, like the Reebok ones, I'll be honest. I bought them because they had the Spartan logo on them because I wanted the Spartan logo with the MTs. It had nothing to do with the Spartan logo. It had yeah. to do with the fact that they were amazing shoes. The only I reason only... I bought, yeah. Yeah, the first Reebok pair I got, Spartan literally gave them to me because they had an extra pair after um, that team challenge on mm -hmm. NBC. And then I started wearing the King MTs because I needed a better shoe. Like the speed crosses, I was an idiot and decided to try those out without doing my research. And then I was like, wait, no, I need a better shoe. So I went to the King MTs and the only reason I have a King MTs with Spartan logos on them now is because when they discontinued the King MTs, the only place you could still get them were on the Spartan website. Yes. And that's the only reason I do too, is because that was the, the only place you could still get the MTs was on the, you know, I'm like, oh, these are the last place MTs are still available. I don't care that they have Spartan. It doesn't yeah. have to do with Spartan. I just want the MTs. So yeah. And I mean, what's funny, this whole episode's on shoes, which is important. I mean, it's it one of those things. It's, you know, like I said, yeah. this is the whole thing. Ultra, if you're listening, give us some damn MTs. But yeah, um, Don, if you want to send this to Ultra, yes. I have no problem. Me either. So. I will tag Ultra in all of my posts. Yes. Yes. Ultra, 
please listen. <laughs> bring back the MTs. Bring back the MTs. We got to go to one of those. What is that like thing where you can get the 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 people to sign signatures and all that change.org or whatever we need to start a change.org right. and like bring back the mts oh that would be amazing I, I've, I've thought about it i've thought it's i'm sure we can get some signatures so oh we definitely can yeah because it, it just always kills me when they do that it's like you came up with basically the best ocr shoe and then suddenly said Neh. oh spartan you don't want us as a trail sponsor anymore okay there goes the kmts and I don't know if that's, if, I don't know I, yeah, if that no. was how it happened. But, but it just I seems know, like it. Yeah. Yeah. Ultra wasn't very happy with the, you know, with Spartan taking on craft. So, you know, they could, they didn't maintain that partnership with Ultra for the trail races. And then the King MTs were just gone. Yeah. But it's so amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you've gotten nothing from this episode, just understand that shoes are important. They're very important. Um, Like I said, that was one thing I never completely understood until I really got a good pair of shoes. And then I'm like, okay, this is so important. It's like um, the last time I wore my Innovates was like the year after my injury. I did um, Hawaii and before one thing a lot of people know if you ever go to with me to hawaii um the second i get off the plane my shoes come off and i never put them back on until i get back on the plane like i will i will roam around the entire island like barefoot the entire time i do the same thing when i get on cruises shoes come off and i'm barefoot i love being barefoot but um when i went to go race i we'd been in hawaii for a week so i hadn't been wearing shoes for a week and then all of a sudden, the first time I put shoes on in a week was race morning. Yeah. And I went to put shoes on. Well, apparently in that week from whatever and not drinking enough water or something, my feet had swollen. Oof. So when I went to put the shoes on, it pretty much looked like, you know, two pounds of hamburger in a one pound sack, like trying to get my foot into the shoe barely fit. I could barely get my foot in. So I couldn't even tie them all the way. So and then I went and did the entire beast with my feet that way. By the time we finished, my feet were literally bleeding oh. because of the because they had so many hot spots, and I'm just like I'm racked. So there's great pictures of you know that Amber took of trying to fix my feet the next morning so I could go do the the sprint and the super because you know me I'm stupid I don't stop. So I put say, on, I probably wouldn't go do that. So I ended up just not even wearing trail shoes. I had a pair of like sketchers every day walk around the town shoes that were the only things my feet would fit into at that point so i put those on and went for it and just yeah i ended up finishing the super looked at my butt rangers buddy and i'm like yeah i'm done there's no way i'm doing the sprint he's like "Uh uh-huh okay cool you know just stay with me and talk to me and the next thing i know i'm standing in the start line with everything going wait a minute i said i wasn't doing this (laughs) so that was the first year i actually got the full trifecta wow But it was like my feet were racked. Like we went out to dinner the next day. I couldn't even like put my feet into like flip flops. I'd racked them so bad. And that's when I'm like, okay, this is never happening again. Yeah. And that's when I found the MTs. I'm like, oh, these are the shoes that I should have been wearing. It's like I loved the Innovates. But like I said, after my foot, they were so narrow that it didn't give any any chance for my foot to swell. Which... If you like Innovates, I mean, and that's the thing. We love MTs. Some people like Innovates. Some people like Mm -hmm. other brands. Find the shoe that fits you. Yeah. Not every shoe is going to work for every person. In fact, most shoes don't work for a majority of the people. Yeah. So 
stop asking in the forums. Yes. What shoe should I get? Go try them. Go figure out what shoe. Go Literally. figure out the best one for you. We can't tell you any single thing about what you need for your body because we don't know you. Yep. And most of us don't know shoes well enough to actually be able to give that kind of advice. So yep. go get fitted, go on a test run, take advantage of the 30-day return policies, test, 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 and learn about your body. Yep. And that is the biggest key. Test, 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 learn about you. Because I've had so many times where people are like, you told me this shoe was great. I'm like, no, I told you that those shoes work really well for me. Yeah. And, and that's it. Test, test, test with everything yeah. Yeah. you ever use in training and racing. Because the same thing goes for, you know, fuel or mm -hmm. hydration or the shorts you wear, the anti-chafe you use. It all comes down to what works best for you, not what works best for Jim Bob Sue on Spartans of America. Yeah. And I've had a lot of people ask me like, oh, what do you wear when you go? Because I'm a bigger guy and doing stuff. And they're like, what do yeah. you wear when you you race for like anti-chafe? And I'm like, I have what I use. I have some stuff that, you know, works great. Squirrel Nut Butters, like my best, best friend, love them. Um, but then I have specific shorts I wear, specific other thing you offer, mm -hmm. so I wear because they work for my body. Yeah. But I've had other ones when I was a different size that worked better. Yeah. So I, it, I mean, it depends on you and your body. And I mean, I've had ones where people, like I said, have been like, hey, you said this stuff. I'm like, no, I said, this is what works for me. And flat out going to tell you, this may not work for you, but this is what works well for me. Yeah. One of my clients this week, he's probably out there right now on his trail doing an extra long run. And I tell every single client, these extra long runs are strictly for testing gear, fuel, and just seeing how your body feels with extra long time on feet. You're not going to get much of a training benefit yeah. on anything over three hours. But if I program you for over three hours, it is to test everything at a higher time on feet because I don't want any mysteries come race day. And he's like, mm -hmm. well, what? what should I eat? What, what kind of food should I bring? You know, what's this and this? And I said, I can't tell you that. No. I said, you know, some people eat Uncrustables. I don't, I've never eaten a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So it's not for me. Um, and I'll say, you know, I eat pizza and prosciutto, but some people will eat and I'll list off all this other stuff. And it's like, it's like, I like everything. I'm like, that's great that you like everything. What does your body like yeah. when you're out on a run? That and is what is what your what is your stomach going to do? Yes. What is it going to like? Because like I said, last year at the Sisu, that's where I made another mistake was I was doing yeah. great, had everything going, had my meal, my food plan set and had one of the other people was like, hey, you you should eat some more. You should, you're not. And I'm like, no, I know what I, this is what, you know, I have my wraps. I have my peanut butter sandwiches. So yeah. not peanut butter and jelly, just peanut butter. Um, yeah my peanut butter and I have my, my things. And then they had quesadillas, which I found actually, I love quesadillas when I'm running, right. but they were great. And then they're like, well, Hey, have this and handed me like a cup of noodle. And I'm like, well, okay, fine. I'll just do this real quick. I don't eat a lot of salt. Yeah. So the second I took that cup of noodle, I'm like, okay, we're good. Within 30 minutes, my entire body cramped. And I had to basically like make a beeline for the bathroom because the second that salty, you know, liquid from the cup of noodle hit my stomach my stomach's like nope we don't like this you know yeah. and that's why i made a mistake was you know taking something i'm not used to eating 
in the middle of a race. And that's what those long races are for. Go take your fuel. So if all of a sudden you eat something that's going to make your stomach go, hello, we need to evacuate. You know that. So you're not in the middle of a race. Like, where can I go? <laughs> yeah. So test everything, literally everything, everything. before race day. Yep. And then the, like I said, the worst thing to do, and that's one of the things I always hate when they, you go to races and they're handing stuff out people are like, Oh, this is going to be great. Yeah. Have you eaten that before? Right. Well, no, this is new. Then put that in your pack and save that for after the race. Yeah. And then you can try it out and see if you like it on a, on a training race. But if you do that in the middle of the race, whether it be goo, whether it be, you know, the honey stingers or whatever, which a lot of people love all of those. And I love honey stingers. I love the honey stinger waffles and I love protein mm -hmm. pucks. But I have done multiple races where I've eaten Honey Stinger and I've eaten Protein Pucks and I've eaten all these other things while I'm running and never had a problem. Yeah. But then if I eat something that I'm not used to, like for you, I know you love pizza. My problem would be the the, the tomatoes. I don't love yeah. pizza, actually. I only well, but eat, you eat it on a race. <laughs> but that's what I mean. You eat it on a race. For me on a race, I would be worried about the the tomato base. Because when I eat pizza, normally I get pizza that's not a tomato base because the, the acidity yeah. of the tomatoes bug my stomach. So that would be my problem on the run. Like, oh, I don't think I want that because I don't want that. So what works great for you may not work for, great for me. Yeah. The prosciutto sounds amazing, though. But. Yeah. Well, yeah. I get ham and pineapple pizza because, you know, the mm -hmm. protein and the sodium from the ham, same with the prosciutto. Uh, the pineapple is antioxidants. Mm -hmm. And then the simple carbs of the bread i could care less about the sauce um again i don't eat pizza in my normal day-to-day -day. No. that's not something i will ever gravitate towards but you know one time i was dating a guy and he was an ultra runner and he said you know as an ultra runner one of the best things you or one thing we like to do is we call up the local pizza place and they tell us what corner to meet on and we pick up our pizza and keep running. And I like had that ingrained in my head, like pizza is great for ultra running. So I tried it and I was like, wow, this actually is great. I'm feeling awesome. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I allow myself to eat pizza on a race. I'm not sitting and eating it to eat it on a Friday night. Um, and I think maybe that's why it works a little bit better for me is just... Well, and I can think of, I mean, there's a lot of things, like you said, the sodium and all that and the, the, the ham, and then you get the, the carbs in the, in the, the, uh, the bread or the, the, mm -hmm. the dough. So, I mean, I could see where it'd be a great fuel and that's it. Usually, you know, and we've talked about this on episodes before is on race day, your fuel is different than, yeah. you know, other days. Cause when we're fueling before race day, we're fueling for long-term energy, energy yeah. that's going to, you know, that's going to keep us going on race day. We're looking for that quick yeah fuel you know that's why a lot of ultra runners drink coke on yeah, race day. i, yeah, I yeah. keep coke in my bin the yeah. other weekend we were coming in from a run it was like a really hot day and brian was like oh i could really go for a coke and i said i have a mini can of coke in my bin in my truck seat like i keep my ultra bin yeah. in my truck because that has everything that i would normally fuel with during a race and I want to have it with me while I'm training because I want to you know I, I, my training is testing everything out for race day so I am going to train like I would race yep. so I just handed him a thing of coke and he's yeah. all good and uh, for me it's I like the sugars I like a yeah. sugar so for a long time it was sport means I loved sport means mm -hmm. um but now I pretty much gone to like the honey waffles honey waffles the the honey finger yep. waffles which have that sugar that quick 
bam that you need but then i also yeah. have the protein packs for that little more yeah. long-term energy so you know you, you find that but it's like i said i've trained with those yeah, so exactly. if I have one of those, I know how it's going to affect my body. I know it's not going to suddenly make my body be like, oh, crap, you know, and that's where I see the biggest mistakes, yeah. shoes and and fuel. Yeah, this. So over the week, I stocked up on all of the fuel I need for toughest. I bought a pack of the goo, their Roctane, because I remember the last time I was really training for serious ultras, I had picked up a goo Roctane from like a dick sporting goods when I was going out on a training run and they didn't have honey stinger and that's what I'm used to and I remember that I had a phenomenal ultra experience on the goo rectate so I bought a pack of those and I was like I know my run today isn't going to be too too long but I'm like I'm I haven't taken it in a couple of years I'm going to test it out today to mm -hmm. make sure I respond I take it as we're starting the run because it says, you know, take one five minutes and then at the 45 mark. And I took it. I looked at Brian. I said, I hate this texture. This texture is disgusting. But then I felt great running. And I'm like, okay, I can handle that. And like the texture is just an acquired thing for me. So I can use it. My stomach didn't have a bad reaction to it. So now I know. But I I wouldn't have used, I would not use that goo roctane next week had I not tested it today because even if I have used it previously mm -hmm. years ago my body is always adapting so yeah. I wanted to make sure it worked now and it does I will say since we are getting a little bit into the nutrition stuff and I know we're getting pretty up there with time oh, yeah. <laughs> um you were talking about how you know we fuel for longevity during the weeks and then on race day it's more about like that quick energy have you noticed that tough mutter is now giving out kodiak stuff on course no i hadn't seen that are they yeah so they now have a partnership with kodiak and i love kodiak cakes i eat kodiak cakes i'll even like eat mm. kodiak cakes before a race because it's got some protein it's got mm. carbs um uh, but kodiak cakes are meant for you know, a longer processing window. Yes. So if anybody is listening to this and they're getting ready to run a Tough Mudder, an Infinity, whatever else, it's a nice treat to have on course. Just be careful because it is going to be something that takes longer to process. So you might not get the same kind of energy boost, especially if you're doing an Infinity, a Toughest or World's Toughest Mudder. That's not the ideal type of energy source. So that's something where I would say throw it into your pack and eat it after the race. Yes. Or, you know, the next day or whatever else, because Kodiak cakes are phenomenal. Phenomenal. Whole wheat, whole grain. They are complex carbs. Your body is going to be processing them for hours, but you do not have the time on course for food that your body is processing over the course of hours. You need something that is going to go into your system immediately and provide that instant relief. Yeah. It's like one of those ones. Um, I've known people that have had like hamburgers and stuff. And I'm like, how can you, for me, like the meat, any, like, especially beef. Um, Cause that's one thing I, I found when I started training a lot beef, I very rarely eat beef um, yeah. because beef is one of those ones that does take your body a long time to process. Mm -hmm. So it processes, you know, Turkey and uh, you know, 
you know, poultry meat a lot faster than it does beef. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times for me before race, I won't eat anything, which is funny because if, when I first started racing the night before it was a, a steak every night before, every time before a race. And then after a while, once I started training, I'm like, this is the worst thing I can do. Yeah. I should be having something more carby, a lot less, you know, heavy. That's not yeah. going to sit in my body, you know, and that's one of those things you got to think about too on race day. And that's why you eat it during a training event to see how it affects your body. And you don't want anything that's going to be heavy and sit there. And that, like I said, I love Kodiak, but during race day, I was thinking that too. I'm like, that's going to be heavy. Yeah. Sit there. Mm -hmm. Like I love yeah. seeing Kodiak partnering yes. with race brands because I think it is a great product that people who maybe aren't you know in the fitness world and they're just stepping into like these fun runs they're, they're getting introduced to it and they're going to make smarter selections when it comes to their pancakes and their waffles and their granola yeah. bars and whatever else like awesome yes let's support Kodiak everything they do but maybe have that as like the finish line snack yes versus the you know mid race snack and even at the finish line you want something a little quicker processing because you just did all this damage to your body but that's where you know your fit aids or whatever else can come in get a protein shake eat a granola bar um, because the carbs bind to your proteins and it actually goes into your muscle a lot quicker so yeah. things to think about on your next tough mutter it is. And that's one of the things to think about on a lot of those, just the, the, the nutrition, not just before, during, but also after. So, yeah. yeah. All right. But you, you are right. We are running into, we're, we're yeah. definitely over I have a so. client meeting in five minutes. Oh, well, we better wrap this up then. <laughs> they were like, can we do this at noon? I'm like, no. So I'm going to be on a podcast and we typically run over. Did not yeah, expect typically. this kind of run over. Well, we got in a good conversation. Shoes. Yeah. We just <laughs> talked about shoes the whole time, but, but I mean, it's a great topic. It's one of those things that I, and I think in the middle of the season, this is the time when a lot of people really need to hear it. Like, Hey, are your change shoes? Your shoes. Really? Yes. Change your shoes. Get new ones. It's time for new shoes. It's time for new shoes. I don't know who needs to hear this, but I'm sure there's many of you out there. Get new shoes. Go buy some get new, your new shoes. Yes. If you think your shoes are kicked, they are. they are. Go get new shoes. Yes, they are. And I can attest that from this last weekend. Yes, I thought they were and they were. So yes. my, my feet are paying for that. Now <laughs> I will be swapping out my King MTs and running in brand new King MTs next weekend. Yes. And you're going to While I allow the other ones to slowly die in shorter training and racing distances um and again ultra if you're listening bring back the king mts yes please and we are we... happy to test them out for you yes we'll test them out so <laughs> send us a couple pairs we'll be yes. happy yes. Uh, i'm a nine and a half just saying so <laughs> seven and a half please <laughs> all right well thank you as always it was oh, a blast this was fun. So, good luck with your client um and we'll have to talk soon yes definitely all right okay bye bye Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear.